0: Hey, I'm Natalie Jane, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live.
1: What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I am finally hanging out with Natalie Jane. I've been trying to get with you for some time, to the point where, like, I was, I was telling my wife, like, I'm finally getting to sit down with Natalie, and she was all like, "I thought you did that last year." I was like, "No, last year's when I first like oh got really goodness. into her music."
0: Wait, well, I'm so happy to <laughs> so, be here today.
1: Yes, I'm happy that we can make it happen. Amazing. You've, you've had a pretty busy year so far. I feel like you've been in and out of tour. Uh, you've been in and out of the States. Um, So how has that year been like, or how has this year been like for you? And like, how has that helped you, you know, now that the EP's out, like during that creative process, like catapult you to be able to be more creative in the studio?
0: Yeah, it was super chaotic, but that's the way I like it, I feel. Um, It was really fun to go to Europe, to tour for the first time. I just felt so welcome there. And I feel like I have a lot of listeners, in especially in Germany. Mm. And it was so cool to meet them. So my biggest shows were there. Nice. And then I came back to the States. As you said, I opened for Bishop Briggs and Mr. Wives on their run, which was so cool because Bishop Briggs is like my favorite artist that's, in the world. That's so sick. Um, but yeah, my creative process is very much so. I go to the studio with something in mind, um, something I want to write about, usually something I'll think about either in the shower or just, Something I see on TikTok. A lot of girls just like ranting about their life and their <laughs> shitty boyfriends. And I'm like, I can write about this. And then that's how you that's usually how it goes. Nice.
1: So these stories that we listen to in your songs, like, are they have they been part of your life actually? Or are these are all stories that you've kind of like come across through like as you mentioned, like TikTok mm-hmm. or, or anywhere else?
0: Most of them are my life with like a little twist in them. Okay. Like Ava is my life. Sadly. <sighs> my it's okay. I, I yeah.
1: hate I hate that that's your life because it's my favorite song. like that's the song that really like <laughs> got me into you.
0: It's just really funny because I'll do shows and going into Ava, I'll be like, "Is there anyone named Ava here tonight?" <laughs> and one time there's this nine-year-old front row oh, named Ava, no. and the whole time I'm screaming, "Who the f*** is Ava?" Oh no., uh, that's all right. How she came that? with her mom, so she had to have known it was coming) <laughs>
1: That's funny because initially I was like, that was a name that I initially wanted for my daughter.
0: Um, oh, gosh. Like it, it
1: was like going just because I, I love Angels and Airwaves. So like okay. it reminds me of Angels and Airwaves. And I listened to the song and my wife was like, Who the f- is Ava? what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious.
0: Oh, we're not going to name our daughter this. What'd you end up going so, with?
1: Uh, there's no daughter yet. So okay, okay, okay. Uh, it's still up in the air. Okay. But I don't know. I still kind of want Ava in my life.
0: All right. You know what? Do it. (laughs) It's all right. As long as she's not blonde.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just describe her for me. Um, So talk to me about this, this debut EP. Um, It's finally here. Like it's some time in the making for you, obviously, like, because, you know, you want to know it's the right time. You want to be ready for that release for people Mm -hmm. to listen to what you've heard. Talk to me about that creative process with this EP and like how different is it now that it's out and like being able to like finally let these songs be heard?
0: Yeah. Um, we've just been making it for over a year and a half, which is a long time. At least it is to me. And I think we were just waiting for the right time to give everyone everything Mm -hmm. because along the way, if you listen to it in order, there's a storyline to it and it's finally being able to see all of it in a row in order i think is going to be super cool for yeah. the listeners
1: i'm in love with like not just the order of it or like the storyline with it but like just your gymnastics with your vocals <laughs> it's insane like it doesn't seem like you even try like it's just the natural like talk to me about kind of discovering your voice and and being able to learn how to control it especially with like these like heartbreaking songs that you're creating yeah
0: it's actually funny you say gymnastics because I have a voice. I have a vocal coach that I've had for a bunch of years now. And I would st- I remember I started with like more Broadway songs, more musical theater when I was first learning how to sing, but then I would do like these riffs and these runs in it. Yeah. And my coach was like, "You can't really do all this gymnastics stuff if you want to be on Broadway." And <laughs> that's the first time I s- I heard it, so th- you saying that right now is funny. But I've been taking vocal lessons for a while. I always knew Music is what I wanted to do. Um, And I think after high school, after graduating, and being able to do this all day, every day, was when that kind of flip was, oh, I can actually do this Mm. for a career. And (laughs) it's just looking back now at high school, I never really knew that this is something that I could make a living off of, or it's something... That was actually possible. Yeah. This career is like almost unimaginable. (laughs) Um, But the fact that it's all coming to life, especially with this EP, I'm so excited. I couldn't be more excited.
1: Yeah. Did you think that it wasn't possible because you didn't believe in yourself or just because like the music industry just seemed like a far, a far reach for you?
0: Yeah, I think it was just a far reach. Like you listen, you turn on the radio and you hear Ariana Grande. It's like you can't just... You can't just like apply for a job to be an artist. (laughs) You have to do it yourself. Very
1: true. Yeah, that's very true. What got you to really like pursue it? Because, you know, in the beginning, as you're trying to put your name out there and you're Mm -hmm. trying to like release and be heard, it's not easy. Like, so even though you might have had obstacles, like, what is it that kept you still like pushing hard to be where you're at today?
0: I think my manager, (laughs) he's always just. He's always saying to me, if I'm ever complaining that, like, numbers aren't doing good or mm. if I'm ever, like, sad about something, he's like, you're the only one that can make this dream possible. Yeah. And he's always encouraging me, saying, like, if you're not putting in the work, why is someone else going to put in the work for you?
1: Right. It's kind of cool because, like, one of your songs, which is your recent single, Intrusive Thoughts, it's yeah. like, you're just pigeonholing yourself, like, giving yourself these, like, negative mm-hmm ideas or negative thoughts like it's hard to get out of that like kind of headspace yeah um let's dive in and talk about like that writing process for this song and like how were you okay or comfortable to like write this track
0: i think just my favorite thing about that track is how the chorus isn't really a consistent thought it's like what if i never find somebody love yeah or I get the chance and i f- it all up and then i'm like what if i get to heaven it's not even real yeah and it's all just a whole blender of random intrusive thoughts that you have, and I kind of like that it's not that consistent, because mm-hmm. that's how it is when you like start to spiral or you're having like a panic attack or something, like every possible bad thing just like comes right at <laughs> you in your face, and I feel like the song is a good interpretation of that intrusive thought, panic attack, existential crisis mm-hmm. moment
1: yeah i feel like that's what i kind of thought of like it's like that panic attack experience yeah all these negative thoughts are going through your mind and like you're over here just trying to breathe like um in the studio when you were creating this was this also with pink slip um and did you like how did how were you able to kind of step out of that comfort comfort zone yet still like be able to be comfortable during the process
0: yeah i've done a lot of stuff with pink slip so Being with him definitely like I feel safe and Mm -hmm. like I feel protected and I think a really important factor of the song is the vocal and bringing out the emotion in the vocal and he's really good at helping me capture that emotion and put it into the song and he like points out lines and certain phrasing of how you sing the words can make it impact you so much Mm -hmm. more and I'm really happy I did those vocals too with him um because i think that's what really brought the song to life
1: yeah during this process of listening to the ep um going back to your vocal gymnastics like you have this incredible whistle that you just throw (laughs) out like nothing uh do or die at the end of do or die is when i hear it the most but i feel like it's subtle throughout the entire ep talk to me about that whistle and like how do you even control like literally like i was like is this real or is this a flute because it's just so perfect
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, it definitely took tons and tons of practice. <laughs> I'm also fully incapable of doing it if I don't have tons of water in my system. Like <laughs> I was towards the end of um, a set, uh, a show that I did in LA uh-huh. and I just like couldn't do the whistle and I'm like, dang, I did not drink enough water today. <laughs> but that's besides the fact. Um, the end of do or die is super fun because I think that's when I just show it off the most. Yeah, I'm just like, Like, belting as high, as loud as I can, and then I do the, ooh.
1: Not expected, by the (laughs) way.
0: (laughs) It's my favorite to do on stage, especially. Oh, my goodness. In Europe, (laughs) we did um, a hard style remix of Do or Die. Sick. And I just feel like when we were in the Netherlands, in The Hague, Mm. people were jumping i feel like we turned the show into a club it was like a rave (laughs) anyway do or die is my favorite that's why i'm going on a rant about it
1: yeah no good and and i i love that you have this kind of like rave kind of vibe to a lot of these tracks yeah Um, torture oh my god i love that song (laughs) um let's dive in and talk about torture um because yeah with torture as well because it gives me this like dark eerie industrial yet like ragey kind of like yeah. feeling and sound on this track um, well a
0: huge inspiration for me in the music is labyrinth who is Ooh. very much like that yeah. so with torture in the studio i was just like listening to labyrinth before and then i went in and i'm like i want to make something that sounds like this yeah and then the night before i was scrolling on tiktok and i saw a post and it's like this girl was really mad at her ex and she's like i hope you say my name to her instead of her name by accident or something (laughs) and then i wrote the whole song about that like does my name come up in your relationship man
1: tiktok is like doing it for you
0: tiktok and labyrinth (laughs) it's a good combo
1: (laughs) what is it like how do you or what can it impact does this kind of like style, styling, like music have on your vocals? Because as I mentioned earlier, it's kind of different within every single track. Mm-hmm. So how does that impact like your vocal ranges and tones and just your cadence as well?
0: Yeah. Well, there's a there's definitely a balance I think that I'm discovering also recently with production and vocals. Mm. I feel like I can't have too much massive vocal on a very heavy production track, like "Torture," for example. Mm. Everything, the vocal is super mellow, but the production is just like in your face. Heavy, yeah. Whereas Intrusive Thoughts is most minimal production. It's just some piano and some strings at the end. Yeah. But then the biggest vocal I think that I have on a song, it's super hard to sing live.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why do you do this to yourself? Do you even think about it during the recording process? (laughs) No,
0: because it's great when you're recording. You can like, okay, this line's hard. Let me me do it in a few minutes. Let me take a break. You do the line. But then when you're live... I've had most, I had like four lessons this last month just to work on that song. It's so hard to sing. Damn. But we're going to do it. It's <laughs> so going to be does, great.
1: When does this song come out uh, on like, as far as like your live performance? Like, do you leave it for the end of the show? Do you leave it for like the start of the show? Like,
0: I think. are you still song, trying to figure it out? I think the song would be towards the beginning of the show. Yeah. Because if I'm tired and I sing it, I just don't think it'll sound good. <laughs> But speaking of shows. Let's go. <laughs> Tour. <laughs> please. Is gonna...
1: Please. It's time.
0: <laughs> I'm going back to Europe.
1: Nice. And then
0: back to the United States. Or I'm going US first. Honestly.
1: I guess we'll just have to figure it out.
0: <laughs> I guess I'll have to look at the post on my Instagram.
1: But, <laughs> but this is a proper headline. Yes. For the EP.
0: Yes. Awesome. I did a headline in Europe last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's still this year. And then I did the opening slot for Bishop, but this yeah. is going to be
1: the next headline. So this is technically your U.S. debut headline. Yes, tour.
0: super excited.
1: That's awesome. What did you learn from these last tours um, that you want to bring in to this upcoming headliner?
0: Um, I just learned that like there are people in a room that are here to see you, and you can't you can't make them bored. That's that's always what goes through my head, like
1: more in th- intrusive thoughts. More intrusive thoughts, <laughs> actually. Yeah,
0: I just that's my biggest fear is putting on a show and then people are not enjoying it. Yeah, um, but
1: has that I, happened before?
0: I hope not. No one's ever come up to me after <laughs> you, a show. You sound
1: traumatized, like no. like you've experienced this before, and now you don't want to go back to it.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's just being do, doing the first batch of shows. It was yeah. like. I think, 30 or 40 shows that we did so far. Yeah. I think that, like, put me in the headspace and, like, into the rhythm and the routine of, like, okay, this is how a show has to go. This is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And now, going into this next one, I feel definitely more prepared. And also, (laughs) something that just popped into my head. You said before, has someone ever, Mm -hmm. like, not liked a show? Yeah. Someone did come up to me at the merch booth after. I was... I don't do it at every show, but I was... uh, at the merch booth signing shirts and this girl was like I don't like your designs but I wanted to say hi oh I'm like that is so mean oh. I just I was like do you want anything she's like no maybe if you have better designs oh my god anyway I just wanted to say that because you brought that up before <laughs> so hopefully we have better designs so for now, you this time
1: yeah. you'll just have to find out when you go on the new headlines <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean it's it's one of those things where it's like I would I would imagine like it's like thank you for being honest with me but at the same time it's like shit I worked hard for these <laughs> it's
0: like you didn't have to you didn't have to do that <laughs> but now I know we need better designs you yeah. know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well let's go back on a happy note during the yeah. process uh, the recording or even the writing process of, of this EP what song would you say like had you had the most like fun either creating or recording i think
0: seven is my favorite song um it's a it's um similar to intrusive thoughts i feel mm. con- conceptually it's just like you're spiraling and you're like was it ever really love yeah. you're just like thinking back on something having all these intrusive thoughts and then at the end of the chorus i'm like i'm starting to freak out ha, ha, ha. and that's supposed to simulate a panic attack what that sounds like nice yeah But that's my favorite song to perform too. Was this
1: like a natural thing that you did in the studio or did you actively like do it? Seven? Uh, No, like that that little bit to like sound like a panic attack.
0: It was on purpose, but like it wasn't planned. Mm. Like we were finishing the chorus. It's a post-chorus. We were finishing the chorus and then I just kind of, we just went into it. And then I was like, that kind of sounds like a panic attack. I feel like that's cool. (laughs) And then we left it in.
1: Yeah. You sprinkle a lot of like, sounds on this album i can't remember which song it was but there was like a giggle that you had or a laughter i was like it it is seven and i was like this is really cool like i love that you kind of you have me in this like vocal tone vocal range sound Mm -hmm. style whatever and then you like throw me out and bring me back into something new like yeah um I like that little change. It like messes with my mind. Like Yay. it makes me want to like actively sing or listen to the song sing as well. <laughs> uh, actively listen to the song a little more and like kind of dissect it more. Um, do these things happen naturally with you in the studio, like every time you are recording, or is this something that Pink Slip always tries to like have you add on?
0: Um, I think most things I do that aren't like lyrics and melodies are an accident, and mm. then we just kind of put it in back in, especially in torture um boy blue is the producer on that he also did the intro track mm. called where am i um he <laughs> is always recording so i like sneezed once and he like pitched it up and then <laughs> that's in the song somewhere and then i just like screamed and that's in there somewhere yeah i like i try to find producers and work with people who can be super creative and like make something different
1: yeah Yeah. what was the most interesting sound that was created or designed on this album that maybe wasn't necessarily an instrument or a voice yeah
0: um (laughs) there is a panda sneezing (laughs) what pitched up in torture and that's like part (laughs) of the beat
1: that's sick
0: yeah i love pandas
1: how do you come up with this
0: (laughs) well i said i we were watching this video of a panda sneezing it's like it's yeah. on YouTube. You have to have seen it at least <laughs> once. I don't know. Um, and I said, like, can we put it in the song? And he said, yeah. And then I didn't believe him. And then five minutes later, it's in the beat. It's in the track. Wow. Yeah.
1: I'm dissecting it again. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, like? There's so much creativity. So one of the reasons why, going back to my love for Angels and Airways, which is Tom DeLonge's band, um, if you're not familiar, um, I love Angels and Airways because Tom DeLonge tends to create – a lot of sounds and designs out of nothing so mm-hmm. like he'll see keys and he'll create them and that's going to be part of a sound or like he'll hit nails or whatever so like that's one of the early like artists that really got me into this like whole music design kind of stuff like so whenever i do interviews i i'm always like super curious about like this creation process because it's like you don't necessarily need an instrument to create music
0: yeah you also just like never know what you're listening to exactly until you're told sometimes. Exactly. Cool.
1: That's cool. Um, what song would you say challenged you the most on this album or on the CP?
0: Um, Hmm. I think if you, if you died today, Mm. um, is really, really sad. I wrote it with my friend, Sophie. Mm -hmm. She's not my roommate.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) that one i don't know if you've listened to it yet i've listened it's to the whole like, thing okay it's like amazing <laughs> it's just like if you die it's died- heartbreaking
1: it's it's kind of hard for me to like not feel chills when i listen to it oh,
0: thank you. <laughs> but it's like if you died today my life wouldn't change cuz I, I we i haven't crap what are the words if you <laughs> died today my life wouldn't change i'm thinking of the outro is Cause I already miss you. Like I'm sitting at your grave Yeah. and your mom wouldn't call and it wouldn't be her fault. I hate that. I'd find out from an old friend 10 days late, even though we're strangers now, I know my heart would break if you died today. It's just kind of heart wrenching. And it's like, this person was in my life. was so such a big part of my life mm. and now they're out of it. And like, I don't even talk to them. And if they died, like I wouldn't even know. And it, my like life wouldn't change. Yeah. This person who was so big in my life is now suddenly gone. It's kind of, it's a crazy concept that Sophie came to me with. And yeah. I was like, that's crazy.
1: That's chilling. Okay. <laughs> it's chilling. Well, I'm excited for the CP. I'm excited uh, that it, you know, the debut is finally here. Um, I've been a fan of yours for some time now, and I'm still here, parked on that Spotify, waiting for more and more. So. Aww. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Uh Thank excited you for to be talking me. to you. Um, as far as the EP to close us out, what did you learn about yourself during this entire process that you didn't know before?
0: Well, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I'm
1: trying to see where you are now.
0: Yeah. I think I learned that there are thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. That are experiencing like the same heartbreak or the same Mm -hmm. happiness that I am experiencing, just in like a different form or wave of it. So, being able to make music that, as I said, like hundreds of thousands, millions of people can relate to and experience with me is a really good feeling and a really great feeling that I want to just continue doing forever.
1: Nice. Nice. Well, again, thank you for hanging out with me. You guys be sure to check out Natalie Jane. Where Am I is out now and uh, catch her on tour. And thanks for watching on Front Row Live. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.